Welcome to Season 5 of the Excel Still More Podcast. I'm still your host, Chris Emerson, and I'm here to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, and I'm glad you've joined. The program continues to be sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John is a good friend, and he's helped me and my family in everything from stock and mutual fund investing to annuities, life insurance, and retirement planning. I certainly commend him to you. If you have needs in any of those areas, you can reach him at 615-895-7773. Thank you again for your ongoing encouragement and support. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the ESM podcast. I'm glad that you're here and I have what I think to be a really cool topic to share with you. I have this feeling that it's going to show up a lot for the rest of the year because really I just keep seeing application everywhere, and this ideology will help you face challenges. Challenges, in fact, are everywhere. Difficulties, things that take work or discipline or time. And while most of us are just kind of programmed to try to settle things as quickly as possible or find the easy way out, for the most part, those choices are not healthy. And once I really settled into this idea that just because something continues to be difficult doesn't mean that's a bad thing, and there may be more value in wrestling through things than even the resolution on the other side, well, like I say, I've gotten really excited about the prospects of that. So here's a little background on how all of this came together for me. I have this really good friend, an inner circle buddy named Brent Moody, and we talk about everything, all of the hard stuff. Anything I'm struggling with, anything that I can't quite figure out, I take it to Brent. And while he is super intelligent, way smarter than I will ever be, he's always been really good at understanding that it's not necessarily his job to give me an answer. He never makes this attempt to dumb it down or make it simple, to resolve the tension, to check a box and move on. And so one day while we were discussing a topic like marriage and divorce or something like that, He used this term. He said, Chris, sometimes there is value in the healthy tension. And I was like, dude, I don't think that makes sense. That sounds like an oxymoron, healthy tension. What are you talking about? And he went on to explain that tension isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes when you hear that word, you think about being tight or anxious. And of course, that's not good. But a basic definition of tension is being stretched and challenged. Sometimes concepts are hard to figure out. Sometimes you have two minds about it pulling in either direction. As you'll hear today, this can apply to doctrinal issues you're studying. It can apply to things like health. Why do some people get sick and other people don't? There are lots of unanswered questions. And unfortunately, most of us just want to resolve the conflict as quickly as possible. We usually just want a simple answer that brings peace to our minds, usually settling us back into things we've always believed, our comfort zone, and then just kind of move on to something else. But this attitude of ease usually causes us to miss a lot of learning, a lot of perspective, and maybe even this demand on God's part to change that you're just not willing to consider. And of course, this isn't just about some biblical issue. The passage that comes to mind for me is James chapter 1, where it talks about considering it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and endurance will have its perfect result. 
Well, look, I don't know anybody who enjoys trials, wants to go through testing. Most of us don't even want to learn endurance. But what God is repeatedly telling us is that the process of the fight, the process of contemplation and even being confused or confounded of not knowing exactly what to do and having to wrestle with different impulses and figure out why one should win over the other, that is the process that builds endurance. And in many cases, is probably even more productive than even the outcome or resolution. So in that way, you're being asked to re-examine what it means to be in a state of mental tension and to see how healthy and necessary it is not to run from it or hide from it or handle it in a poor way. Maybe a great way to illustrate this would be to talk about health in your body. Everybody knows that your body needs to be under some form of tension in order to develop and grow. You walk or you run or you stretch or you lift weights, you feel that burn and pain, you put it under weight, you push its limits, muscles tear down and regenerate, and you grow. And with your health, it's not all physical, it's also mental as well. You go through these battles of what you're going to eat, what's the right thing to eat and the wrong thing to eat, and how do I handle this impulse and control it, and what's the balance that I need? And the truth is, a lot of people just don't want that tension or they want it resolved as quickly as possible, so they end up on the couch again, packing the pizza. Look, I know why people do that. They just don't want to have to think about it. They don't want things to be hard, and they don't want to have to change, so they resolve it and they go about the easier path. The problem, of course, is that that choice is not healthy. They trade in tension for, I don't know, hypertension. And the solution is not just more discipline, it is the appreciation of discipline. It isn't just, I need to be willing to fight through this and work hard on it to get results. I would say it's really more like this. I need to become the kind of person who can handle this struggle. The kind of person who sees value in the effort that I'm putting in, not just the outcome. Of course, if you've ever gone on a diet or anything, you know that changing you and how you approach difficulties is a lot more important than holding it together for 30 days. So that's just an example. I don't want to make this a diet episode, but yesterday I did a couple of sermons on this topic. They were both titled The Healthy Tension, and they had some different emphasis. And I really want to get to some of that with you because ultimately today I'm talking about the way that you wrestle with and the tension that is maintained in your relationship with God and your relationship with the challenges that come in the Gospels and in the Word of God and the way that you believe about God and how you handle that when you're in crisis mode, when there's health crisis and life turmoil. Because in the midst of all of that, if we do not see value in the stretching and in the challenge, and we just kick into easy answers, the way we've always believed, simple concepts, we will miss God. Because a couple of things I can guarantee you about God is he is far more complex than the boxes we like to put him in, and everything you think you know for sure now have settled comfortly into about him and his will for your life is only the beginning. So give me a minute to make sure we are clear on what we mean by healthy tension, and then we'll get into some biblical examples. The truth is, there are things in your life that are often challenging and difficult, 
things that seek to push you outside your comfort zone or beyond whatever settled concept of law you used to have. These things will demand humility of you and an openness to learn. But they carry tremendous benefit in the wrestling and in the working that is required. You are always presented with a choice when you're facing something that you don't understand. You can ignore it. You can outright reject it. You can give in to it. Or you can commence a study of it to seek greater understanding. And when it comes to the concepts of Jesus or the teachings of Jesus or what it means to be a Christian, there are a lot of very challenging things left for you to learn. You may spend your entire life working on them. And that is exactly the kind of tension that pleases God. Many times you will be challenged to seek balance between almost conflicting sounding concepts when it's a whole lot easier to just ignore one of them and fall to the other side. When you are facing concepts like that, there is your tension. Here is what unhealthy tension looks like. I'm always seeking to get out of this, and if I can't, I will be filled with anxiety or anger. Healthy tension is not in panic mode until I figure out the answer, but instead finds value in the process itself as necessary for growth. I think a great way to illustrate this is to just talk to you about the identity of Jesus. When you envision in your mind who Jesus is, is that a simple one-dimensional concept? Or is it, based on the balance of Scripture, actually very complex and compounding? I think we both know that it's the second thing, and it's easily seen in the book of Revelation. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about images of Jesus in Revelation. We see this white hair and shining face, this warm, pure, bright Savior who also has red flaming eyes and a sword protruding from his mouth. A couple of chapters later, we get the most enigmatic phrase pertaining to Jesus when it talks about, quote, the wrath of the Lamb. Can you even imagine a wrathful Lamb? I mean, if you're not driving, just close your eyes for a second and picture a wrathful lamb. Those two ideas don't go together. Do you see like a beefed up sheep holding an Uzi? Like, what does that look like? And yet, that's Jesus. He is kind and sacrificial and caring, and he is also the judge of the entire world. I elaborated on this in the sermon yesterday by just looking at the stories of Jesus in Luke chapter 19. He goes to Zacchaeus' house and just sits with him and teaches salvation to him. But the very next story he tells is about how he is compared to an exacting man, harsh and rough and rigid. He yearns to save the city of Jerusalem and yet speaks about how he would be the great judge that would destroy it. He enters the temple one day popping a whip and flipping tables and the next day he's just teaching people. We are being asked to comprehend a savior, a king who is both a lion and a lamb who extends endless mercies and also eternal judgment. It is hard to resolve the tension of trying to understand who is sitting on the throne, who it is who I serve, and what are his qualities. It's much easier to just fall to one side and look at him as the soft, saving Jesus or the hard and exacting one. 
I will no doubt spend my whole life reading through the Gospels once a year trying to better comprehend my relationship with this Jesus. And that is healthy tension. Ultimately, I think it will challenge you and me to realize that it's not who he is that ought to draw all of our attention, but who we are as we approach him. As we see in most of those stories, Jesus is reacting to the hearts of the people in front of him. And maybe we would do well to work some healthy tension in contemplating our own character so that we can experience great and tender mercies when we encounter his. To get to something a little more practical and maybe a bit heavier, I mentioned to you that Brent Moody and I talk a lot and that he brought up this idea of healthy tension, which was really telling me that it's okay if I can't find the answer and sometimes definite answers might not be attainable. I may simply not be able to put it into a box, but the value is in the striving. And for he and I, there are two categories we talk a lot about. The first one is doctrinal things. What is the truth? What is essential to be saved? How do we apply different examples in the New Testament? Am I seeing the truth in its context or just the way I've been taught to interpret a verse? Is it possible I've been wrong all along on this particular doctrinal topic or maybe more scary to the listener today? Is it possible that we have been wrong? And if I have, and I really get back into this, and I face my fears, and I see that I've been missing something, am I really willing to change? Now look, when Brent and I are going through any number of topics, we sometimes settle in the same place that we did before. This isn't about just throwing out everything you believe and inverting it. Remember, we don't want to just reject things or just give in to them. But there is so much health in the study of these things. It's not scary to say you don't know, so long as you are still seeking for God's help to know better. The second thing that he and I talk a lot about seems entirely different, an entire world apart, but we talk a lot about medical issues, health, and sickness, and death. We both love some of the same people who are very sick right now, and we've both lost people close to us in recent months and years. So we have all these questions for God. Why do good people suffer like this? Is God answering our prayers? Is he even hearing our prayers? What am I missing about how Satan is mixed in with all of this and what is happening? Is it lack of faith on my part that's keeping people from being healed? And maybe just simply, where is God in all of this? Hey, don't try to tell me you haven't asked all those same questions. They are hard questions. We read things in scripture about the effective prayer of a righteous man and the way that God heals people, and then sometimes people we love aren't healed. But the scripture and the message of God is asking us to balance really difficult concepts, his power to heal and the giving of life with the effects of sin on this world. And you add to that the story of Job that says that sometimes trials have some intended outcome that we don't even understand. And there's just this incredible amount of tension trying to figure out what's happening in life with people we love and health and safety. And what about your health and your future? What is assured and what is not? Maybe we can try to ignore it or give some pre-packaged response about how God knows best, although certainly he does. But if it is some attempt not to have to be disciplined on this, not to face the tough questions, 
not to finally admit, I don't know, but I'm seeking, then I believe the pathway is not healthy. So to conclude, I want to give you a handful of things to think about, whether it's medical issues or doctrinal issues or concepts about Jesus or your own health, since those are the things I've brought up today. Here are some things to consider about healthy tension. Number one, tensions are often unsolvable. Just remember, it is not often God's plan for you to figure it out and settle in. He very rarely, after your 20th prayer, just gives you a clear-cut answer. The striving by faith, not riddled with fear and anxiety, but embracing the process, those are the kind of things that can make you great for God. Number two, just choosing a side won't work for very long. You might be like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to go through this. It all sounds too hard. I think I'll just settle in to what I've always believed. Or you might flip the coin and say, I think I'll just give up on all that I have believed. That will not work for long. Mainly because truth is still truth and life is still life. And you cannot avoid hard things for long. Number three, wisdom is often found in resistance. This really just harkens back to James 1, that it was the enduring of the trials that brought you to a state of maturity. So again, it's not, man, I've been reading about this stuff and really working hard on this and pushing and pulling in my own mind, but eventually I will get the benefit of an answer. Uh, Maybe, maybe not, but I think you're already deriving the benefit on the journey. Number four, and by the way, these five things aren't mine. I was watching this great video on healthy tension, and the guy was talking about business or some other non-spiritual application, and I wrote them down and adapted them a little bit, and I'm sharing them with you. But number four is compromise is usually not the answer. You might say, well, I was really working on this thing with someone about what we believed, and we both just decided to give up some of what we thought and come to a compromise. Look, giving up on anything that you truly believe to be right, even a small part of it, is not a healthy outcome, no matter what you're dealing with. But I would say there's a difference between compromise and balance. Balance takes what you know and also incorporates what someone else knows. It is what you see and what they see, or maybe two very different things that you're seeing. The putting of those things together and really not just wrestling with an answer, but how it all fits together. Now that's the kind of process that can give you deeper biblical understanding as you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that leads to the fifth thing. Number one was tensions are often unsolvable. Number two, just choosing a side won't work for long. Number three, wisdom is often found in resistance. Number four, compromise is usually not the answer. And number five, and is a better word than but. Now, I think I just articulated that, but I will throw this in. Some things in Scripture, since that's kind of where we are today, whether it's dealing with why God says yes or no, or what God teaches to be saved, there are some things in Scripture that are explicitly commanded and stated and said. There is a time to say, I hear that you're telling me that baptism isn't important, but all of these verses clearly teach that it is. Or somebody says, God doesn't care what happens to us here. I hear what you're saying there, but I have to tell you, Scripture abundantly says that God still cares. On the other hand, though, there are many discussions that you have in your own mind or when you're wrestling with what's on the pages of Scripture 
or in a disagreement with someone else when the word but is not going to work. It's saying, I'm going with my position and I am rejecting yours. If you want to turn tension from unhealthy to healthy, use the word and. Look, here's what I am seeing on this particular topic and I'm also noticing that you're making some really good observations. I'm going to need to spend some time with that. Think about how much more peace there can be and more importantly, even in times when we disagree, we learn from each other and it helps us grow. I guess today, I just love this term because it says it's okay not to have all the answers. It's okay to be a seeker who's learning and growing and changing for my entire life, being stretched and challenged even on my most settled of ideas is good for me. But I will finish with this, and I really wish I had more time. There are four crucial keys to all of it. Number one is love. Love God. Know God loves you. Love the people you're in discussions with and believe that they love you. Number two is humility. You do not have all the answers. How foolish it is to say that we do. So be willing to learn. Be patient. Patient with yourself as you fight your own will at times and patient with others and always lean into God with faithfulness. The truth is all of this is designed to lead you closer to the Lord, maybe to humble you so that you realize you can't be great without him. Maybe to accept that you need his grace every day because there are things you just can't figure out. But in all those things, lean upon the breast of your Savior. Give up frustration for peace, not by running away from every conflict or challenge that's put before you, but with love, humility, patience, and faithfulness as you begin to discover great value in the healthy tension. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this program, will you share it with someone you care about? One thing I've learned over these five seasons is that there's nothing as powerful in advertising as word of mouth sharing between friends. Speaking of friends, let me once again commend you to give John Cunningham a call. He and his team have a wide variety of tools to help you use your present budget and life to build towards a more secure and hopeful financial future. Once again, you can reach him at 615-895-7773. And always remember, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.